The Biz for Good Show is sponsored by Media Agency HQ. Media Agency HQ is a -a one-of-a-kind software development and marketing firm. They offer turnkey solutions to help create and manage internet, digital, and social media marketing and management. MediaAgencyHQ.com Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome to the Biz Forget Show! I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, along with the Ryan Pilkington, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the show, episode 86, with the Jeremy Ryan Slate. People, can you believe we got the man himself on the show? There he is. Tell us about the show, Ryan. Tell us about the show. What's going on? Man... Wow. I, I, I'm on fire today. I've only had a couple Mountain Dews, but I'm I'm excited about uh, Jeremy no today. It sounds like you had about eight cappuccinos over there. <laughs> eight cappuc- <laughs> I would have to agree. Uh, I, I get excited. I can't help it. Once the show goes live, I just am excited, especially into, to talk to Jeremy today. It turns into an animal. <laughs> Wild animal. Wild animals, people! <laughs> Soylent <laughs> Green is people! Okay, sorry. Wow. I got okay. a little excited. We're Trump putting you wow, in timeout. We're putting you in timeout right now. Okay. Thanks for Tell joining us. Tell us about us. the show, Ryan. Thanks for joining us on episode 86. Create your create life on your own terms with Jeremy Ryan Slate. We're so thankful to have him not in studio, but we have him all the way in New Jersey. New Jersey people. Awesome. So, Welcome to the show. We're going to be sitting down talking with the man, the legend, Jeremy Ryan Slate. The so, man, the legend. The legend. All right, your turn. It's my turn. Welcome to the Biz for Good show, where we two fun, adventurous entrepreneurs sharing the experiences of the real secret to success in business, doing all things with a be good, do good mindset. There is so much bad noise in the world. Let's fight against the noise and flood it with the good. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, Insta, Insta, all the Insta people, all the Grammians, all the Twitterishes, and all those folks. Come join us. We love the peeps. We love the fans. Check out the Biz for Good show. Keep on listening. Yeah, we love you guys. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy Ryan Slate is the founder of the Create Your Own Life podcast, which helps entrepreneurs live the lives they know they were meant to. He studied literature at Oxford University, specializing in using podcasting and new media to create celebrity, and was ranked number one in iTunes New News and Noteworthy, and number 26 in business category. After his success in podcasting, Jeremy Slate and his wife, Brielle Slate. Did I get that right? Yeah. All right, good. I don't want to mess up your wife's name. Found Command Your Brand to help entrepreneurs get your message out to appearing as guests on podcasts. I mean, this is so cool because Jeremy has, you've only taken three years to build what you've built so far. Is that correct? 
Well, here, here's the thing, man. It's it's three years to do what I'm currently doing, but it's like, you know, almost six trying to like make something go right. So I, <laughs> I, I think that's the kind of the, the whole overnight success thing. People are like, wow, you've done so well recently. It's like, yeah, well, what about the years where it wasn't going well, man? Like people don't realize how long it takes to actually make something happen, you know? Yeah. So true. It's the iceberg thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, man. You don't see the bottom half of that iceberg. Yeah, and, and we don't... There, we've got a few failures under our belt. All of us have a few failures or a few... And, and I love your story. I love it that you were a school teacher for two years and that you just realized that wasn't your path. Yeah. And and you, it's interesting because my, my wife's parents are both school to retired school teachers, did it their whole lives, and that's kind of their, their mindset is this school teacher mindset, and then she marries this crazy entrepreneur, and it's it's been a while for my wife to wrap her head around me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 22 well, years. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, though, Bobby, like that wasn't ever like the intention, though. Like it wasn't my whole life. Like, oh, my gosh, I just want to teach. Like it wasn't like that. It was more like I loved learning. I loved the idea of learning. I loved school. I love ancient history. So like I was just like, OK, well, I guess if you don't know what you're going to do with something like that, because it's not really an applicable subject, you teach it. Like I didn't really know what else you do. So it wasn't like this like burning desire to go out there and teach. And I think that's kind of why part of why it was really tough for me, you know. So it was, uh, so you didn't wake up and go, man, I just want to be a teacher. You just got a job. Is that how it works? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like that South Park episode where, where, where Cartman's like, how do I teach these kids? It just it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that at all. You, you know what I mean? It was it was just really like it didn't seem like there was another option. And I like to learn. So I thought helping other people in that way would be the same. But it's funny because if you fast forward now, like a lot of what I'm doing is teaching. You know what I mean? A lot of what I'm doing is teaching. I just didn't think it would ever be in this way. Sorry, we have an intermission. Thank <laughs> our sponsors. <laughs> what the fire oh. alarm? What's happening over there, guys? <laughs> technology. I love technology. Well, we feed it through this phone, and then the phone rings. We've got the mercy of that. We need right to now. buy a burner phone for our... <laughs> Are certain things okay? Hey, Jeremy, let let let's we want to we want to jump in. Sometimes we do uh, different things on the show. It, sure. Do you think Jeremy's up for the Google challenge? I really feel the Google good challenge. About a Google, Google challenge. challenge. Dun, 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 dun. So this is how the Google challenge works, Jeremy. So we are going to ask Google a question, and of course, that question is going to be what's how it? to create your own life. Life. So you're going to write in there, Ryan, how to create your own life. So we're going to ask Google. Then we're going to go to the third page of Google because, dude, the first and second page gets seen enough. We're going to look at the third page of Google. We're going to read what it says when we find something that's not a commercial. And you're going to either agree, disagree, and then give your own two cents on creating your own life. How does that sound? Sounds and we did just surprise Jeremy with that. We did love to do that to the guests. Yeah, and you say Google challenge. I'm like, is this like the subway challenge? Like, we're going to do $5 footlongs here? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. You've got five minutes. You've got five minutes. <laughs> to go get a subway, Sam. So is this you have to eat a seven-pound hamburger <laughs> starting now. <laughs> so is this the third page? No. Oh, okay. So Sorry. we have asked the question to Google, and we are now going to the third page. You live your life. How to create the life of your dreams. Ooh, this might be a good one. Hey, it's Jeremy Ryan Slate. No, no, just kidding. 
You got to use the Google, man. <laughs> yeah. So this is Psych Alive. This website is called psychalive.org. Live your own life. What gives a person life meaning is as unique to that person as their fingerprint. In order to live your own life, you must begin to identify and prioritize the things in your life that are the most meaningful to you. It is essential that you ask yourself if you are truly living the life you want to lead or are, or are you making your life choices based on your own wants, and then they ask me to subscribe, your own wants, beliefs, and values, or are you living your life based on the expectations of those around you and pres prescriptions you acquired in your past? In other words, hmm. whose life are you really living? What do you think about that, Ryan? Er, Jeremy. <laughs> well, as, long as, as, long as, as long as it's not proscription, because proscription is where they used to kill people in the Roman military, so oh, we don't want to no. do that. Oh, yeah. It's um, prescription. I, 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 I got to tell you, though, guys, like, I don't, I'm not a very fluffy guy, and I feel like that's a very, very fluffy response. Ooh. Like, because I'm, 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 you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, like people here create your own life, and they're like, oh, he's lovey, and he's happy, and he's dreamy. And that's, that's not really me, guys. Like, I'm a, I'm a, like, let's go do it. Let's make it our way. Like, we're traded on our own terms. So, like, for me, I think it's more or less that you have to find something that you're really good at and continue, continually get better at that and do it at a high level and that's how you create a life on your own terms you don't take a look at it and examine it and see if it fits with your basic purpose and all this different stuff because i feel like especially in the millennial generation like we spend way too much time saying well i haven't really found my purpose yet so i'm just going to sit on my parents couch and hope a job finds me one day really yeah. it's about you know getting going with something finding something that you're good at there's there's a book about this that's really awesome it's called so good they can't ignore you by cal newport I've read and if it. you find something you're you find something you're good at and you keep getting better and better and better at it. And you know what? You'll find you'll have passion in there. And once you have a really great skill set and a really great ability, you can create a life like you want to create. But I think too many times we want life to happen to us and not make life happen. And I think to me, that's what that viewpoint says is I'm going to let life happen to me and come as it may and decide if it fits. That just doesn't fit me, man. You create your own life by getting out there and getting your butt to work, right? Get yeah, dirt. man. Like you, had, nobody's gonna knock on your door and do it for you. You gotta go out there and knock on the doors. Exactly. We talk about that all the time. When we see successful people, we talk to successful people. It always comes down to they know how to work. <laughs> work. You got when, when work, I when man. I had my first when I when I had my first personal training company, guys. Um, what I did to get new clients is I created this survey. And it was basically like questions I would ask people about, like, you know, how was your experience with a trainer before? What's been your health struggles? Things like that. And the very last question was, would you like a free consult about how personal training could work for you? And I would go door to door and do this survey. I'd have doors closed in my face. I'd have people tell me to leave. And I had a few people say, hey, well, I'd like to take a look at this. You have to be willing to go out there and find that. And, you know, there's so many opportunities out there. But I feel like that viewpoint to me is too much effect, whereas you can actually go out there and be cause. Yeah. Yeah, love and, and creating your own life is just that. You, can, The only way to hey, create your own life is to create your own life by working. The captain yeah, awesome. doesn't steer the ship by himself, but he's dang well steering it. Absolutely, and there is no magic bullets. There's no secret magical thing. It really, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff and things to learn, but when it gets down to it, if you don't do something, you get nothing. Chachinka. 
So yep. with that said, tell us a little bit about Jeremy Ryan Slate. Let's mm. let's let's let the audience get to know you. We want we want to know a little bit about you. Just you let us have it. Embarrassing sure. moment or oh, yeah. so, funny story. So, oh, funny story. Um, when I was five years old, um, not not five years old, um, ten years old. I was ten years old. Well, that's a lot older. Um, I was at a wrestling tournament, and um, I know my my dad's sister was like my aunt was coming to see us. And I thought this woman looked like my aunt. So I ran up to her, hugged her, and, uh, you know, kissed her on the cheek until she looked at me. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're not my aunt. It was very, very awkward. <laughs> and she goes, um, I love you, too, but I don't know you, kid. <laughs> did you say, I, you're not my aunt? Or did you just walk that's, away? That's exactly what I said. I'm like, you're not Aunt Nancy. <laughs> I think we all, I have this fear, you know, okay, I'm just going to go there. I, I like to pat my wife on the bottom every once in a while. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I wow. just, I'm just saying, TMI. I mean, it's, and, and, and I, I have this, I've always thought, oh, that would be horrible to accidentally pat somebody else on the bottom. So I do. Oh my gosh! I could only imagine. You're like you're like in the grocery store, like whack. Yeah, exactly. You're, you got I've arrested. thought about that when I've done that before. I'm like, boy, if this wasn't my wife, that would really be bad. You'd be escorted ah, out. Ah, that's <laughs> so bad. It's so it's so true though, because I wonder how many times that's actually happened to somebody. Yeah, that's what I think when I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Oh so tell gosh. us what what made you do podcasting. I'm just curious. Why why did you pick this? I mean, I know our story is really kind of weird and funky, and I love hearing yeah. because the podcasting podcasting world is just so cool to me. I love hearing people's story. Can you give us a heads up? Well, can we can we go back a little earlier before before just podcasting? Because I think this Absolutely. will fit a little bit better if we do that. It's your um, so for me, like um, you know, I got I have my my undergrad degree. This is gonna uh, freak you guys out a little bit. I'm a double major in um, Catholic theology and Torah. Um, and then my master's my master's degree is in ancient history, and I took 12 years of Latin. Oh my god! Um, so I, I, we actually have a we we got a new bookshelf last night. It's seven feet tall, and has three levels of medieval and um, ancient history books on it. So go figure. Um, this is and I, I've re read most of the books in that shelf. So for me, I always loved to learn. It was something I was very very interested in. But I was always athletic as well. I've been a competitive powerlifter. I wrestled my whole life, so I've always loved that part of things. And uh, when I was 19, I was playing football, and it was a pickup game. It wasn't like anything serious. We just took it way too seriously. Like everybody had their Under Armour sleeves and stuff like that. And um, I stepped in a drain and um, tore three major ligaments in my knee, which is supposed to be a pretty easy surgery. But um, I had an experience where I actually got last rites, and I had an out-of-body experience and all that kind of stuff. And I told my parents, like, hey, we don't think he's going to make it. And I think a lot of people tell these stories, and they're like, oh, my gosh, the sky's opened up, and I knew my purpose, and I knew what I was going to do. And I just, you know, on day three of this whole process, I just kind of woke up and I was like, hmm, that wasn't fun. And I just kind of went back to, to doing this thing of, you know, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to keep learning, keep learning, keep learning. And um, in grad school, one of my professors that I still keep in touch with now got me listening to this podcast called um, No Agenda. And it's hosted by, uh, I don't, do you remember Adam Curry that used to be on MTV? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so so I listened. I've listened to Adam Curry's podcast for like the last eleven years, and um, him and John Dvorak from PC Magazine just make fun of the news three days a week. It's great. They just make fun of the news for like three hours at a clip, and they're like, "Oh, what did Trump do this week? What did Hillary do this week? Oh, what are they saying about uh, 
oil pipelines here. It's just really funny stuff. So for me, like that was my first experience of podcasting. So I've been listening since 2007. Um, So, you know, fast forward to 2011, I get out of school in the worst job market ever. And um, right out of school, I am managing the gym at night and painting houses during the day. So I'm working like 16, 17 hours a day. And it was it was tough work, man, because I worked for like a really old school type painter where he insisted you do everything by hand, which is great because I learned a lot of stuff, but it's not great because I was tired as anything. Um, so I did that for almost a year until I ran into a priest friend of my family. And um, he's like, hey, you know, the private school is looking for teachers. And I'm like, oh, great, cool. I, you know, I like to learn. So, of course, I'd probably like, like to learn how to teach because if you want to teach in public school where you make real money, you need a teaching certificate. Here, they're just like, you went to school? Great. You can teach people. So they kind of like throw you into the fire. They t- stick you in a room with 40 kids and you just kind of pray it's all going to work out. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, like it was really, really tough for me um, because I don't want to sound like that old guy, but it was like in my day we had flip phones. So when I started teaching, <laughs> these kids had smartphones. So they're like trying to take videos of me in class. They're like just trying to upset me in class. And I didn't really have those classroom management skills. I really couldn't handle them in the way they need to be handled. And I feel like I don't want to blame it on them. A lot of it was me, but I was burning out pretty quick. And um, about a year into that job, my mom ended up having a stroke. And um, she lost all her language skills, lost control of the right side of her body. And, you know, she's still with us, but she's not able to do a whole lot. So a lot of stuff was kind of, you know, shifting in my life and everything I was doing. And my wife was introduced to a network marketing opportunity, which I hadn't seen before. So I saw this video and I'm like, dude, a million bucks in like three days. This is going to be great. Like, why is everybody not doing this? Um, so I'm like, you know, MLM for victory, man. And so, so, I, so I started started that business and I thought I was so safe. I quit my job. So I quit teaching. Um, no income. And, uh, you know, I just got to get three people that are going to get three people that are going to help me get three more people. And I'm, I'm going to be loaded. Um, so I made enough money to survive, which because I was pretty good at it. Um, but it wasn't fun for me. It burnt me out very, very quickly. So, you know, being the smart guy that I was, I'm like, seeing that I'm really busy and not making a ton of money now, let's add more things. So I started selling life insurance while doing network marketing and doing 150 phone calls a day for life insurance. And that didn't really work out. So I'm like, all right, well, let's try and start selling products in an e-commerce store. So I started an e-commerce store um, selling uh, meat thermometers. That was fun. And I finally, in 2015, I actually went to, uh, with Rotary International, I went to Peru for a month and just lived there and did a whole bunch of service projects and stuff. And I think the fact that I was out of my space, I kind of looked at this and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're like running yourself into the ground. You're, you're not really creating anything. And um, I started working for a friend's content marketing company. I quit all three of those things. I started working for a friend's content marketing company. And I was like, well, what do I want to really make for myself? And that's when I started a podcast. Um, in May of 2015. And it was the worst thing ever created by a human being. Um, it was horrible. Um, I did it for about a month and a half and then I quit. And um, I got married in September of that year and started my current podcast. And I'm, I actually took a course, did a whole bunch of stuff with it and reached out to the 100 people I most admired. And that's when it really did well is when I was like, OK, I'm going to be a teacher, but I'm going to learn first. And when I really looked at it that way, that's when I saw success. Wow. So I know it's a roundabout way of getting it, getting there, but all it's kind of like all stuff you need to know to like make oh, all that make sense. If absolutely. that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Appreciate that. Well, and people need to understand <laughs> that you, you don't do things overnight. I mean, nothing happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Success. No, totally. 
you, you had to learn all of those, take all of those steps to get where you're at. And, th and that's what people right. need to know. Don't give up. You do not quit. You can pivot. You can change. You can turn. But don't quit. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, my my wrestling team. Um, when I was in eighth grade, we all had these t-shirts. <clears throat> all had these t-shirts, and it had this bird swallowing this frog, and the frog is 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 strangling the bird as it's getting swallowed, and it says, "Never give up." Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a motivating. You do not give up. Do not quit. Hey, with that said, we want to ask you the question that we ask everybody that comes on the show. Ryan, what question do we want to ask him? Yeah, and we just want to know, uh, what does it mean to you, biz for good, or what does biz for good mean to you? Well, there's two things to that, right? There's, there's the first thing about being ethical and, and really doing everything like you should and not taking advantage of people and things like that. So that's part one. But then part two is something that I've kind of learned by a lot of people I've interviewed. And it's funny because this came up again yesterday as I interviewed um, Andy Frizzella yesterday, the MF CEO, uh, the CEO of First Form. And um, he said it's one of the toughest things for people to do, but it's the biggest thing that a lot of the most successful do. And it's something I've seen again and again and again when I interview people is you create success for yourself so that you can help other people. And once you start helping more people, helping more people, helping more people, you see yourself do better. So once you realize that success is helping others, that's when your your own success goes up. So to me, that's what biz for good is. It's keeping your own ethics in a place where they should be, your own personal ethics, you know, not sleeping around, not doing things you shouldn't be doing, um, keeping your business deals the way they should, but also putting other people first so that you see yourself succeed. Oh, wow. Boom. Mic drop. on the head. Mic drop. Uh, with that said, I want to ask. So, how do you get people like Mark Cuban and and the folk like? Because you're you're having him on the show here pretty soon, right? Yeah. I mean, and I know you, I've heard you tell tell how you get people like uh, Seth Godin. You've had has been on your show, mm -hmm. and, and and I love hearing how you how you get those guys on your show. So, could you kind of enlighten us? Because I just think it's it's cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. The, the, it, it's there's not that much of a secret like there's a few ways like i'll i'll use imdb pro i'll use uh, hunter.io to get the right email address or i'll use instagram or stuff like that but i think the bigger point to it is is number one i always i'm always nice to them and i always like compliment them in some way but i'm consistent right because i'm only going to stop following up when either one of us dies or you tell me to leave you alone <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing and, and i was I talking about that's the, that's that's the, the key thing, right <laughs> <laughs> like, like I was really bummed um, that Anthony Bourdain passed away recently because yeah. he has been somebody that I've continually been following up with. Um, and we've never been able to, to nail a date down. And apparently now I won't be able to. But like, that's one of the biggest things is a lot of people quit so early in that follow up process. And they're always like, well, how do you get this people? What's the magic? What's the it's that I don't give up, man. I'm just consistent that's like every few months. And it, you know what? If one way doesn't work, I'm going to try another way. If it, maybe it's through somebody I know, whatever it may be. So there's no secret sauce. It's just continually following up till either one of us dies or you tell me to screw off. Like one of those two things. <laughs> All right. That is the key right we'll, there. You'll we'll be lovingly annoying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you just, yeah, you just keep And I think that in but, life, so many people give up. They quit. Mm -hmm. Like like the, uh, the other guy from Apple. What was his name? Not Steve Jobs. Steve the other Wozniak. guy. Steve Wozniak. Wozniak. So Woz told me to never email him again. So that's, I guess, an interview I won't be getting. Oh, 
Oh, that's interesting because we interviewed uh, Dave Bradford that had him as his science officer for a while at his company. Oh man! Well, well, Waz told me that maybe I maybe I was I overstepped my bounds by emailing him, but he told me to not email him again. <laughs> and he found him by going to a conference that Waz was talking at, and he sat next mm-hmm. to Waz's assistant, and he said, "I was just nice to her." And, yeah, and she said, which is funny because hey. I've heard from other people he's super nice in person, but apparently, like, I overset my bounds by emailing. Oh, interesting. Well, that's weird. Well, well, there you go. Like you said, you go until you're told not to, and then you respect that. Or one of us dies because if, <laughs> if you don't tell me not to, it means I still have permission. That's right. There you go. There you go. There you go. I love it. I love it. So, what's next for for Jeremy? What do you, What do you got? What do you got moving forward? Where Where Where's Where are you going? Yeah, so um, we're, we're kind of up-leveling a lot of the guests that we're bringing on the show. Like you said, we have Mark Cuban coming on. Um, I have uh, We just booked A.J. Hawk, who uh, was a Pro Bowl middle linebacker for the Packers. So I'm really trying to up-level a lot of the people we're talking to. But also um, our brand, which, how, which is how we help people, which is Command Your Brand Media, has been rapidly growing. Um, you know, we, we've had some of our best um, client successes recently as we booked some really, really cool shows. And we've also had some of our best income recently. And, you know, we're really looking to see how we can help people in even more ways, because for us, it's it's funny, like we found like our business developed by we looked at the 20 percent of what we were doing that actually made us the most money and got rid of the other 80 percent. Like we were building people podcasts with getting on shows and all this other, other stuff. And we found that people actually like just getting on shows. So what we've done now is actually we're continually bettering that process. Hmm. You know, we found people like getting on shows. Okay, but let's start coaching them on what to say on those shows. Okay, cool. But let's actually start teaching them about content marketing so that they can do even better with it. And for me, it's just always looking at, you know, that main, um, you know, that MVP, that, that, that thing that is the most important to what we're doing. And how can we make it even better? Because that's so important what we do. Awesome. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for being on the show. You're you're a, a man a man among men, and we love watching what you're doing, and we're constantly listening and 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 learning from you. So thank you, thank you yeah, for doing and being what you are. Been a good mentor. Absolutely, to guys. I'm absolutely honored. This has been a ton of fun. <laughs> yeah, we got to hang out with you in uh, in St. George. Yeah, at the podcast. Festival. Yeah, man. We we had we had dinner together at that pizzeria out in Utah, man. <laughs> that was yeah, so cool. So. And you did a whole bunch of of uh, 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 darn it, like Yoda. What do Yoda. you call it? Oh, I did some impressions and stuff, man. You want you want one before we run out here? Absolutely. Yeah, throw it down. <laughs> oh, which one do you which one do you want, yeah, man? Do whatever. Oh, you oh want. wait, wait, no, no, no. Give us something we haven't heard. Oh. Oh, I don't I don't know what you haven't heard. So we've heard Yoda and, um, and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen's bad, but it's funny at the same time. Um, <laughs> like grandpa, he sounds like a grandpa. I don't really have a grandpa one, you know. A, well, no, I'm no, not. This is because okay. Go ahead. Born in the USA. Born in the USA. You're amazing. A man of so many talents. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for being you, no, man. Jeremy. Thanks, or Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy, you're Ryan. Dang it. Dang it. Dang well, it. I'm Jeremy Ryan, so maybe that works. Uh, yeah, Jeremy Ryan. Slate. Thanks for being you, man. Thanks for saying yeah and and putting up with us bugging you to be on the show. Yeah, man. Now, I how love can, it, man. Thank how, you so much. How can people find uh, Mr. Jeremy Ryan Slate? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, if they want to you know, build their brand by getting on top-rated podcasts, I put together an awesome 
worksheet for them, which is going to show them how to find them and to uh, how to conduct themselves on those shows. And that's over at commandyourbrand.media slash checklist. Or if they want to see anything on the podcast or personal brand side, that's over at jeremyryanslate.com. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Ryan, you going to take us out? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and been that, a great I show. I mean you, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> Not Jeremy. Any last words? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and interview you. Uh, we appreciate that and having it on the show. We'll try and have you on a, a season three, maybe. Follow up with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we always end the show with three hashtag be good, do goods. Uh, it gets louder every time we say it. So you want to join in, give it a shot. You ready? Oh, yeah. Ready. All right. Hashtag be, be good, good, do good. good. Hashtag, hashtag be good, do good. Be good, do good. That's a wrap. I think we broke the microphones. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.